0: There are multiple names for God in the Bible, and one of the ones we are going to focus on today is El Shaddai, God Almighty. So, when you consider the idea of God Almighty, it's you're dealing with God himself, which is an interesting and complicated subject. God is a very, I don't know if I want to say the word complicated, he is very complex. we'll put him that way. He is a complex God. And really, a God that is not presented uh, in any other way outside of the scriptures. When we compare the God of the Bible to the God of other religions, there there isn't really any sort of connection between the two. But I don't really want to focus on like a comparative religion thing or anything like that, but what I do want to say is that we need to consider God in all of his various aspects to get the fullest picture of him. So think of it like, uh, you know, you're watching a whole series on on TV, and it's a 12-part series, but if you jump in to, say, episode 8... You have no idea where you're at or what's going on. You haven't had the characters introduced to you very well. You don't know what happened before. You're getting dumped into the middle. So, and you obviously will never know the conclusion of the matter. And I think a lot of people seem to approach God like that. They get these bad ideas of who God is. And they don't take the totality of the scripture in mind. They just... Sort of think to themselves, well, and I've done this, I've asked people this question. They'll say, okay, for God to be God, he has to be all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present. For God to be God, would you agree to that? And people will agree to that. And then you would say, so, that being the case, do you not think he has the ability to present to us some kind of communication as to who he is that is true and accurate representation of who he is and people would they they say yes because they've already thought that okay if god is all knowing and all powerful and all present that he should be able to then come into our world and communicate to us in a in a way that we will understand and that is accurate of who to who he is so that's what the bible is it is that exact communication to us to let us know who he is. It is God's self-revealed word of his nature and of his character. So that nature and character is revealed in the Bible in some ways through the names that God has. Now, in Exodus 6, God is speaking to Moses and he says, I am not... Sorry, he says I am revealing myself now to the people of Israel as Yahweh. I did not reveal myself as Yahweh to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To them I was El Shaddai. Now people have often said, "Yeah, but the name Yahweh is in Genesis." So of course that be how does that I think we need to realize that the that it's about this idea of revealing. If God's name, if the if Abraham knew the word yahweh he may not have known its totality or its potency or its um or or how god worked through that name so yahweh as we talked about i think in a previous podcast is the idea that god is self-existent he is um he is in himself existent not needing anything else around him. to exist. So get your head around that. We are not self-existent. We like to think we are, but we need food. If we don't have food, we die. We need water. If we don't have water, we die. We need air. If we don't have air, we die. We need a certain amount of uh, warmth. If we're outside of that range too hot or too cold, we die. There's a thousand things that can go wrong in us, ourselves, and we cease to be in our body which is what we focus on so and in our mind even we need stimulation we need i remember reading about an experiment that was done uh decades ago and they had a bunch of babies and these i don't know if they got them from orphanages or what but they were trying to see if you never spoke to these children to these babies would their internal system kick out a primordial language for them to speak and the fact is it didn't, and and a number of the children actually died because they didn't have that interaction they needed it from other people. So as humans, we are dependent on everyone around us. This is why the Bible emphasizes fellowship and fellowship with believers uh, who are also uh, in union with God and and have His Spirit. And so that strengthens us in our own soul and our own spirit and our own mind and keeps us healthy. God doesn't need that. He is self-consistent in and of himself. Now, I'm not going to mention anything about the Trinity at this point, uh, that he has his own internal fellowship uh, within the Trinity itself. But we're talking about the the oneness of God as a being. He is self-sufficient. But he reveals himself. He is so complex and so multifaceted, and so multidimensional that he reveals himself in different ways to his creation and through his creation. And so one of the ways he reveals himself is through this name El Shaddai. Now, El is a shortened, verb, for, ver, shortened form of the name Elohim, which just means God. So it's our English word God. It's the Hebrew word El or Elohim. Now, Elohim is the plural version of, it's the plural of El, and so Elohim implies a multiplicity, which kind of hints to the idea of Trinity, Uh, but the word Elohim is applied to other creatures, not God proper in the Old Testament, so it's a sort of loose word, but the word El is singular, meaning God himself. So El Shaddai now Shaddai now this is a this is an interesting word in that when I was looking into its meaning I came up with two very distinct avenues that you could go down, but the English word that is translated into forty eight times in the Old Testament is Almighty, so God Almighty is what El Shaddai is translated into in English Bibles, but Shaddai. Has so in Hebrew, I've mentioned this before. There are root verbs in Hebrew, and so words, nouns, and adjectives, and different um, other different words have to have this root verb in Hebrew to gain its its underlying or or sort of a deeper meaning. So, the idea of Shaddai is sort of twofold. Let's go down one route. Now, Hebrew letters have meaning to them. They're like, they're pictograms. They have ancient pictograms attached to them. So, in Hebrew, Shaddai is, got two possible root meanings. It's either, sh, I'll, I'll say the letters. It's either Sh-D-D, or Shem-Dalet-Dalet, dalet, or it's just Shem-Dalet. Those are the two Verbs that the word Shaddai could come from. So let's begin with Shaddai, Sh- Shadad, Shadad. So that would be the Shem Dalet Dalet. So that word has a, is a verb that means powerful or strong, to be strong, to be powerful. Uh, but it carries on with sort of a twist of violent... Or destruction. Okay? I found so, this on the web. Whoops, there's my watch going nuts. Uh, does your watch do that? Does it jump in sometimes and talk to you in the middle of a conversation? So that would make sense if it's El Shaddai, God Almighty, and yet it seems a bit strange that it has the idea of violence or destruction thrown in there. So, God revealed himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the God of of powerful destruction. Well, I mean, yeah, he is almighty. He is creator. But it's not like he goes around and just destroys things. He is powerful. He is strong. But maybe we need to think of it in a slightly different way. So, almighty is a good definition of that, although it kind of makes it a bit more... Um, um, Nonviolent, if we want to put it that way. So now let's look at the other way of understanding it. To break it down even deeper, there's a website I would recommend called ancienthebrew.com, I think is the name of the website. Jeff Brinner is the chap that runs it, if you want to do a search on him. I just typed in El Shaddai in my web browser, and this was like the fourth page that popped up and had an article about it. So it's a, it's well worth looking into his work because he goes back to the ancient... Hebrew pictograms, and builds up meanings from those. So, and again, these are very fluid, these concepts. Uh, you can get a list of all the ancient uh, Hebrew pictograms and what they mean, but they're, they're still, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> fluid concept. So, which is the trouble with any sort of translation from one language to another, is that meaning isn't just A equals A, or anything like that. I mean, it's not like you can say... Um well to use Hebrew, you cannot dog equals Inja. Now that may be true in some ways, but it, not in others, especially when you get into more conceptual things like El Shaddai. So his article on the subject states that shad, it's the root shed, which comes from the Hebrew sh and dalit, which sh is teeth, but has the idea of two because you have two big front teeth. When little kids grow up, often their two front teeth come in. Or uh, it's kind of a prominent feature in small children that they get these two big front teeth. And so shim, the letter shim, has the idea of the pictogram of teeth. But teeth are also used to chew and mash things up. So going back to the idea of strong uh, violence or destroying. So these teeth, that's... (laughs) Did you like my... my, uh, Sound effect there for smashing teeth. That's what teeth do. They crunch things down so that you can digest them. But dalit is the Hebrew word for door. And it has and it the pictogram is a door. And in Hebrew in ancient Bedouin tents, the door was a flap that dangled, which is what your two teeth do. They kinda little kids when they just get those two big front teeth, they look like they're just sort of hanging there in their mouth. And so the but then, you, he goes on in his article to relate it now to um, a goat. Because a goat, uh, the word shed means breast. As in, like, to breastfeed, or a female breast. Uh, so a goat, baby goats and baby humans, the goat's bag there, the the, 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 the the udder just sort of dangles there, like dangling teeth with these two teats on it. But a female has two breasts that she breastfeeds the child with. So babies, initially when they're born, get all of their nourishment from the mother in the breastfeeding act. Same with baby goats. So that's th- that would be an observance of the ancient Hebrew in understanding what shad was, was the breast provides all the nourishment that babies need growing up. It is a nourishing thing. So... When God said to Abraham and to the Israelites that I will send you to a land of milk and honey. This idea of milk, milk came from goats and it was a provisionary thing. It provided for them all they needed, butter and cheese and nourishment. And honey came from bees which go around to flowers. And if there's flowers, there must be lots of fields from which flowers can grow. So it was a green and luscious land that bees and goats could flourish in. And you could grow your crops and and be nourished by the land. The land was your shed, in effect. And so just as a mother keeps her baby alive through breastfeeding and just as a mother goat keeps its baby alive through the udder, And the milk, God is powerful and can keep us alive and nourish us and give us everything we need. And so God, El Shaddai, through his word, the word is, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. The word of God is sufficient for all that we need for life and godliness. God provides what he needs. He gives us the air to breathe. He gives us the sun to warm our planet. He gives us the, the water that comes up out of the ground and the rain that falls from the sky. He gives us fertile fields to grow crops. All of these things come from God as El Shaddai, our provider, who is powerful and able to do all of these things. And this is what we need to meditate on. So, a lot of meditation, changing the subject slightly, a lot of meditation has to do with sort of clearing your mind, emptying your mind. And I've been in meetings, uh, church meetings, where they tell you to clear your mind. The Bible never says that. The Bible gives us words, and these words relay meaning, and the meaning helps us understand the world around us. Just like I explained to you, El Shaddai. Is God Almighty. God revealed Himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the powerful God who is providing what they need through covenant, through relationship, through um their the the, the the fulfilling of promise in giving a nation and a land and a law by the by which they can live their life in freedom and um in peace god provides all of these things god gives us life and light and an abundance of of joy he could have just made one tree with one fruit and that fruit could have contained everything in it for us to eat but no he gave us a plethora of things to eat a plethora of environments to live in that we can enjoy and and All humans uh, are a reflection of God somehow in that we are made in the image of God. And when we are complete in Christ, we reflect God even more so because we are complete in Christ and have His Spirit within us. And God loves this environment that He made, and He loves to see us enjoy that environment. He gave us a land in which to live. So, the Israelites were provided with a land that would sustain every, uh, give them the sustenance they needed and everything. This is God. He is El Shaddai. He is the mighty provider for us in what we do. And so He reveals Himself like that. He reveals Himself as Yahweh, the existing One, the One who is uh, the 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 One who holds the universe together. And if something exists, it's because God exists. God is the reason why we are even in existence, whether you deny him or not, whether you accept him or not. He is the one. So our position here on this planet as humans is uh, we are very small. We are not El Shaddai. We can't take that name on ourself uh, in the fullest sense, but we are dependent on people around us for our livelihood, for our uh, uh, mutual encouragement and strength and growth, are all these things. And so, God is the ultimate of that. He is the ultimate provider of everything that we need. And this is what we should meditate on. So, tomorrow morning when you wake up, take a deep breath and fill your lungs with fresh air out of your open window and say to yourself, Oh, blessed are you, Lord of my God, for you are El Shaddai. You have given me, you have provided with me everything I need for life and godliness. And this is how we should uh, take our breaths every day. This is what we should close our eyes and we should think on and make make a list if you want. If you're a list maker, make a list of all the things that God has provided for you that you are appreciative of and thankful of and thank him for those things. So it's amazing to me that that we have within everything around us, these ideas that point us to God almighty. He is able to give us, uh, everything that we need and we should be thankful to him for that. So I pray that you would meditate on, uh, Genesis 17, verse 1, that's the first place where the scripture says that I am God Almighty. And see what God provides for Abraham. See how he is strong for Abraham to to give Abraham a, a greater life than he had before. Life abundant and then ask and see uh, you know, how you can understand God even more in this way and be thankful for these things. So meditate on God and who He is uh, and, and find life in Him. So God bless you and have a great day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you are challenged and encouraged by what you heard today, please feel free to share it with any friends or family you like you're welcome to email us at calebtheelectrician at gmail.com That's calebtheelectrician at gmail.com And remember to leave a comment at iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts.